0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Manny Garavito here for the Miami Comedy Podcast for August 26. It's currently 2.45 p.m. or somewhere around there. We're making progress with timing. And today I have a very special guest, guys. Brand new to the scene and making waves, Aaron, the speaker, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, Yay. Aaron. Yay. All right, so a little background on how I met Aaron. Aaron came out of nowhere. He has these cold blue eyes, and I thought he was Anthony Jeselnik when he showed up. And uh, he came out, I think, when Imagine was performing, um, yes. to check out what the scene was all about. Because Aaron here does uh, professional speaking and teaches.
1: Yep, professor. Yeah. What do you teach? Uh, communication and media studies.
0: Okay, and uh, you get hired by like corporations to do MC hosts and MC work, right?
1: I get hired by corporations, uh, large events, um, sporting events. You came out of nowhere, man. With with, with the comedy.
0: Not oh, only just in comedy, but in I, I would say in your talent because right after we met, he invited me over to the body shop. Yes, I remember that in yeah. Wynwood to see what his gigs are like. And uh, this guy hosts really big events. Like there was a lot of people there. Wasn't on a Wednesday or Thursday night or something. Yeah,
1: Wednesday, Thursday, they did Friday, Saturday shows. We usually got about like
0: two, two fifty. People in the room. So you do it often. It wasn't just that one time. Yeah,
1: it was. It was uh, a weekend show, and they were trying to make it like a, a weekly show. Um, but it was slow season. Management was having difficulty, and, and like a lot of live shows in Miami, you know, it can be fickle. The crowds can be fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good show, though. It was. It was. Fun, it was right? awesome. Out of nowhere, someone gets naked, and you're like, "All right, yeah, I'll they're, take it." While they're singing blues. While they're singing blues. <laughs> Yeah, I know it was incredible, and and night after night, I got to watch this person, you know, strip down, naked, and, and get painted, and my character was created to, you know, kind of gawk at her. So, you know, it, was it a character? Yeah, was it me? It's a win-win. Hey, it, who it was, knows, a, fine it's it was <laughs> a fine line. It was a fine line. You work with a
0: lot of artists as well, right? I
1: do, I do, um, I do work a lot of artists, and I think that's what uh, it's what kind of draw me back to comedy, I guess um
0: i've been you're doing... very passionate about comedy but not only comedy but everything else
1: yeah man You've i seem um... to really
0: go in and you send me text messages and emails randomly about cool links and stuff and here's a meme idea and check out this article and yeah. talk to this guy like yeah. you're really on top of
1: things i'm i'm really on top of things i guess uh at 30 right at 30 i don't hold you how old are you? 33 33 so you got three years on me so you got Three more years of, you know, shit storms, problems, failures, you know, things that piss you off that you've kind of learned like, all right, don't do that. You know, right. So at 30, you know, I realized, I guess, with the whole like shit cosm of things that happen in your life, you just got to just do a lot more and and be like happy with the doing. You know, I guess, uh, is, is something that i I guess I'm always heading you up because like, I want to help you. I want to be a part of the scene. I want to see the scene grow, not for myself, but for all the doers out there who are trying to do things, yeah, you know, for the doers, exactly yeah, for the doers. So do it for the doers. What,
0: <laughs> what got you into, uh, communications and live entertainment? Ah, man. Um, I was a college
1: basketball player back in the day. Um, that didn't pan out 2008. I tore my ACL, my meniscus, uh, and i went into like a really big depression you know uh having like things to do all the time and having an identity like of being like i'm the athlete you know and having that taken away was kind of like uh what else do i have who else is aaron you know uh, i was getting tattooed all the time My my friends ended up going playing professionally a lot of them and so i kind of just got left in like the dust and i could hang out with them i was I was going to, to clubs and, you know, I was around Dwayne Wade and, you know, Alonzo Mourning at that time on the gym on 2nd uh, by uh, downtown Miami and Overtown, like playing basketball with them and my friends were around them. So I felt important. But then I think around like 22, 23, I like realized that I wasn't important. You know, I uh, I didn't have my own thing going for me. And, and that's kind of what turned it around. And I started to take school a little bit more seriously.
0: And you... You decided communications was your...
1: No, no. My my dad's a physical therapist. My stepmom's a physical therapist. They're like, you're going to be a Jew and a doctor of some sorts. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're a Jew? Get into medicine. It's what you do, you know? And I'm like, but I don't look Jewish. And they're like, it doesn't matter. It's on the inside. (laughs) And so um, I pursued a degree in neurobiology. Uh, I had an ex-girlfriend at the time who was, you know, she kind of turned things around for me. Uh, Both dress code-wise... As well as uh um taking school a bit more seriously. She was a little more disciplined, she was smart, you know. She was like, You need to read. I was like, What's that? <laughs> you know. I don't I didn't read my first book until twenty three. Wow. Like I didn't read it from book, cover like, to cover? Yeah, from cover to cover, like I had never read a book before. And so I was in biology and you know, um I took a communication
0: class and I would be completely Petrified if a guy that never read a book were to, were to work on my brain and be like, oh, we got to look at those neurons under a microscope. I know. By I, the way, I realized quickly... I only read Flowers for Algenon.
1: <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't feel safe. You know, There's insurance for a reason, but you still don't feel safe. Right. But I knew it wasn't for me. I knew like, you know... Being How long did an, that last? Like, I did like three... Three, four semesters of you know science-based stuff after you know my AA degree. I did my AA, you know, general like the anatomies and all that, all that stuff, all mm-hmm. that jazz. But in, in like upper level, I took like three, four semesters, like a year and a half, and I realized I was like, nah, not for me. I took communication class. It was like psychology, sociology, ethnography, and communication wow. and English. It's like that's what communication is. Like we take all the shit that people study like psychologists were like, all right, we'll take a little bit of that. And then like sociology, what like, we'll take a little bit of that. And yeah. Like English. We're like, give me that shit too. Yeah, yeah. And then we just kind of form our own and we go, well, we're the most important cause we use all of you guys.
0: Yeah. And they fight back. I dig that. Yeah.
1: So that's how I got into it.
0: And, um, so tell us about like, what's the, what's the big takeaway about communication?
1: You always do it. You can't not do it. Yeah. Even when you're dead, you're like, that guy's dead. Yeah. You know, you're communicating. Yeah. Like, I'm communicating <laughs> that I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Or like uh, it, someone doesn't want to be around you, right? You're like, oh my God, you know, they're not, they're not talking to me anymore. They're not like, they're, they're, not, they're not communicating. With. No, they are. They're communicating they don't want to be around you. Right. Like you're always communicating no matter what is the one takeaway.
0: You can't get away from it. Everybody communicates. Everyone. All the time.
1: All the time. That's can't get away from it.
0: I, uh, what I, what else I find fascinating about communication is, um, the ability for people to, uh, right off the top of their head, just, uh, come up with something like, well, this is on stage, of course, come up with something, uh, brand new, refreshing, entertaining, and of course, hilarious. Like, you know, yourself, you're, you're also a JJ and, yeah. and, and, um, chef and all these kind of comics that just go up there and they're like, I didn't really write anything, but, uh, I'm just going to go up and just talk. What's and, a lie. And it, and it's a big lie, but it does it so well. It's, it's done so well. Like when you go up and you usually go up because you arrive late at last, right? You're the last person. Because I know you're going to put me up last. And, well, no, bullshit. I admit it. You never arrive on time to get on the main show. And I always tell you, arrive on time, I put you on the showcase. This guy shows up at one in the morning because he knows the last comic <laughs> is up. It's like always at the right time. And uh, you I talk did. to like I the did. few night owls that are there. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like you do like a headlining set of just crowd work. And it, I, I like that because it's like the, the ability to just look at someone. It's like, what can I form out of this? Yeah. Or it's like common ground. Yeah. I'm entertaining you. You're being entertained. And we're all in on this together. And yeah. it kind of just brings everyone, you know, like acquainted. It kind of brings the room together. Like everyone's now friends when they leave the, the venue. Yeah. I find that awesome. So what do you think is, is the main uh, point? Uh, well, the skill to do that?
1: Okay. For one, communication is all about sender receiver. And I got to think about the receiver before I send. 101 right who's my audience they want something i need to give them that thing that they're looking for right if i'm in a country bar they want country stuff if you're in an urban room they want urban stuff if you're in an old room they want old stuff people you know have selective retention they they retain what they fits their ideology that's a communication standpoint from a professional standpoint being a professional MC, like I have to do bar mitzvahs sometimes I have to do weddings. I have to do corporate events and people are at these corporate events like this sucks, Jim, Ah, another one of these. I got my two drink tickets. I'm going to get my beers and I'm gone, you know, and I have to somehow find a way to make those people have fun. And so a lot of my job, which I struggled with in the beginning, being a professional MC and host was like realizing that I'm not the show, you know, I'm the conduit to make the show fun. Like if an artist comes on, the artist is the show, but as a host, as an MC, I'm not
0: the show. Yeah. The show is a group effort.
1: And too many hosts I feel in my industry are very ego based. And they say, I'm the show. I say, no, no, no. you want to be the artist and be the artist. But if you're the host introducing the artist, introducing the acts, introducing the thing, it's not about you at all. Right. It's about the show. So let go of your ego and that's what kind of brought me back into comedy after all these years like a breakup mixed with the body shop uh there was a girl that i had you know wanted to propose to you know that we broke up and it was it was a it was a thing that made me upset as anyone gets upset with loss you know and the body shop came along at the same time and um they were like hey we'd love you to host you know we need something to kind of piece the dead time together i was like okay this is out of my range you know because I'm usually corporate, and I'm very nervous about that because corporate money's good money, long money, right? These little shows, like when commas come in and make 50 bucks, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, this <laughs> is rough. <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> you know, I, I need the corporate things, you know? Um, but the body shop came along, and this Israeli guy like convinced me. You know, he's always like... <laughs> you never get like a full conversation out <laughs> yeah, of him it. it's yeah. always like he let me tell you about the show yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Have, yeah i've been around <laughs> this yeah, the, it's like adhd and It's like wow never, it's like, too lock much on, lock yeah, on yeah. what's happening here.
1: Yeah, yeah brought me on and there was times where i was like crying in the uh in the storage container you know upset with my ex like she would call me and she'd be out, you know, and I'd be like, why are you calling me? She's like, oh, my God, I'm just having such a good time right now. I got to go. And she was like, hang up. And I'd be like, oh, shit, <laughs> that really hurts, you know. Wow. And then I'd have to go on stage. But those two things mixed, maybe say, like, I'm tired of, you know, being scared of, you know, doing stand-up and maybe saying some things that'll, you know, hurt, you know, something that feeds me, like doing corporate events. And I'd rather starve and live a life that makes me happy. But you
0: still get corporate events. I uh, still get corporate events. Corporate the funny case. thing is, is that. Didn't the,
1: Red Bull hire you recently? Yeah, Red Bull yeah. hired me, American Cancer Society. I was in Charleston last weekend for the National. Uh, Major Do you have a Legal manager cross. or an
0: agent or something?
1: I don't. I, I'm my own business person. I started my business back in 2013 uh, when I got my first ever hosting job. I was doing stand up comedy at the time, 08 to 2010. And I had signed up for the Hard Rock comedy 101 thing you ever done those yeah with renee hart of them? course i did comedy 101 comedy 202 uh, i did MCing 101 and the reason why i did that is just because i wanted to be strategic and making friends with renee right this is who i am like you see me right because a lot of businesses putting dollars into another business's pocket makes them want to put dollars back into you right and I always had the Jewish, you know, managerial, like, natural mindset yeah, yeah. that coursed through my blood. <laughs> very, I don't know why. Very calculating. <laughs> <laughs> calculating, a house of cards. Um, no, not that vicious. But, but you know, I, I did that, and, but it was hard. It's hard to get up, right? If you're a Miami comic, um, we're lucky to get up one night a week. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine, Joseph Vesey, who's doing great up in New York. He's in Italy right now recording with Adam Sandler. He's doing fantastic. I'm so happy for that guy. Uh, Bust his ass up in New York when I used to go up there a lot. You get up what three, four nights a week. You know, you hit fifth and seventh. You hit this place. You hit Broadway. You hit this. You, for us, like what you do for the Miami community is huge, right? Thank so, you. I, so appreciate it. I always tell you that it's so always I was like I want to help. I want to be a competitor. Why? Because sometimes I want I want to. You know, I'm I'm selfish. <laughs> There's not enough
0: going on for them for there to be competition. No, no, no. The, the, but there should be competition.
1: It's good for the community. You know, if 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 there was another Mary, uh, Gary, you know, um, Garavito, out there. Yeah. If there was another Manny, I team up with him. If there was another Manny, I right? team up with him.
0: Manny needs two Mannies. I'm um, dying to find like-minded folks. You know, isn't that? Wouldn't that be amazing? You just find somebody to just team up with us, just like you. Yeah, You're yeah. The best. Yeah, you'd kill each other. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh yeah, I I get along with myself very jugular. well.
1: Now, but it, but that's the thing. That's uh, that's how I got into it. So I started my business, man, and and I've always been a businessman and. So I stopped doing comedy. My ex was like, do hosting. Like, you're not getting up enough. You're frustrated. You're not going. The only place I had was Funky Buddha on Wednesdays up in Boca. That's where I lived. One night a week wasn't doing it for me. And so I just uh, committed to writing jokes for my friend Joseph uh, and not being the comedian myself. So I've spent the last 10 years writing material for someone else. And, and, you know, I don't write his jokes for him, but I punch them up and, you know, I'd write my own jokes and i would continue to write jokes and i have folders and like files and files of jokes that i never did and but when i came to your shows i got you know i felt you do crowd
0: work all the time though those aren't written Well, you i remember this one time there was a group of very um drunk australians oh yeah in the audience and they were super rowdy and full of testosterone really built australian dudes and uh, everyone's having a good time, but when you went up, you were talking about like kangaroos and boomerangs and all these things, and I was like, how is this guy meshing all these things together at once, where every punchline is like hitting, you know?
1: I feel like I don't have punchlines, you know?
0: Yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. It's like some people just don't go out with any punchlines, and then they're just killing it. Yeah. It's like they just see the situation, they assess it. it, and it's like, here's what I'm going to do.
1: Because I think about this. I go to the bar,
0: right? I, I watch the other
1: comedians. Some I like, some I don't. Cool. I can say that. Really? Yeah. So I could say that, right? That's fair to have an opinion on it. Okay. Some I do and some I don't. (laughs) Um, and, uh, um, and then at the end when I go up and I go up last, I'm like, you know what? They, they, I, these last couple comedians have just been, you know, banging away with, with their written material. You know, they're trying to work out their stuff. I'm green, man. I'm green to comedy hosting. I did the, I did the Panthers for two seasons. I've talked in front of 28,000 people. Like Cra- Being in front of a crowd doesn't scare me. What scares me is, are they happy? Like, do they leave going like, that person told me a truth? Yeah, I know it- what
0: you mean. Like, when I do the Saturday shows, exactly what you're describing is what I aim for. Like, I don't even try to be the funniest comedian out of yeah. all the show- people in the showcase. I greet everybody at the door. I acknowledge everybody in the room. I do a little bit of crowd work, get everybody to get to know each other. What do you do? Who are you with? Are you single? Third wheel? It gets kind of like get an identity right. for the place. And yeah. it's kind of like set it up for all the other comics. And then after every show, what I do is, and I then go to each and every single person, and I say, Did you enjoy yourself? I've seen Did you have you. a good time? Have I a good like time? that. And it you. kind of like assesses the whole room where it's like, This guy really took care of us. And it's, and it's no longer like, Oh, I'm here to try to get your money. It's like, I'm here because I want to show you a good time. Yeah. And you completely re identify what a comedy show is all about. Yeah so exactly what you're describing I totally agree with and so I go
1: up and it's, and some of it's written you know like the airplane joke I have about you know like being too tall for the airplane like I write the joke so I have like you know page and page of notes and I try to do crowd work and whittle in the written material somewhere in there you know like maybe towards the end but five minutes is not a lot you know and you've been like oh Yo, you went over the light and I'm like fuck like you know I'm not trying to because I know that's important for our craft yeah like, you are no
0: you look at me right in the face <laughs> I give you the light a bunch of times and you're just like yeah, you know, you give me that blank blue eyed stare, and then you're like, so, anyways, and then you go right back into <laughs> your I remember the night kid. I was like, you guys want to hear the story? Like, I put yeah. it on the, I when I it gave you the, the light, hey, I got a story to tell, guys. <laughs> like,
1: right after I gave it to you. <laughs> Manny wants me off. Do you guys want to hear the story or not? <laughs> yeah. Make some noise. Everybody's Come like, up. yeah! Manny. You're like, thinking you like, yeah, like, I remember that. You're like, damn, this is the
0: seventh night I've been out. I haven't slept in days. Yeah, you're the you fucking know? worst there. Yeah. You just I'm go up and last. just take over. Well, that's why you're last. You know, that's another reason why.
1: But I really try to make, there's a lot of people like Kyle Grooms, you know, there's a lot of people like Matt, Blonde Matt from LA. I don't know his last name. Blonde Matt? Yeah, Blonde Matt. Matt, he was from LA. Um, He's very good. Um, Oh, Derndack? Derndack.
0: Derndack, yeah, he's very
1: good. Uh, You know, Mateo, I like a lot. He just seems like, you know, he really likes it, but he just seems like really spacey. I like when he just like touches his face. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's out of it. I'm just like. (laughs) <laughs> and then goes into his joke. There's something that I really enjoy about that. And then, of course, Rudy. You know, I like Rudy a lot. Rudy's beard looks like uh, like birds could nest in it and, and, be, and be okay for winters. For winters. <laughs> for winters like. And he always has a towel. I want to get him, like, a he, nice silk he, handkerchief. He
0: perspirates so much, man.
1: I know, but I want him to. You know, why does it have to be, like, a washcloth? I don't you know, know, why can't it be, like, a decorative,
0: like, silk cloth, you know? Like, why does it to be, like, you took it from the Hilton. And it changes Hilton. patterns every show. Yeah. Like, it's paisley one day, then it's, like, uh, plaid the next day. <laughs> I hope he's washing them. It just he will, in his yeah, car. he'll see it. It will give him a great idea.
1: But I always joke around with him because I'm always, like, you have two famous movie names, you know? Like, Rudy, 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 Wilson, you know? I do it every time I see him, and now
0: he likes it, you think. But in the beginning, I don't think he liked me very much. I did it every time. I didn't even it, know him, and I did it. You're, here's the thing, man. You're you're very passionate, but you're you're great a asshole at the same time. It's like, weird. Yeah, but I don't try to be it's an likable. asshole. But like, how can I be an asshole? But in the beginning, when we started meeting and having conversations, you would like do this thing where it's the stare, man. You have this stare that you just wait for a response, and then w- when I don't give it to you, it's like this guy's a fucking asshole. Like you're just like, and, 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 it, and it goes it goes longer than it should, and I'm just like. All right, I'm going to see you later. <laughs> just leave. That's the way you got to handle it, man. And then, like, like, I don't know if you have a girlfriend now or anything, but, like, there was this one time, a long time ago, where these two girls were like, I was, like, hyping, yo, this guy's tall, he's handsome, good. And then these two girls approached you, and then you just, like, before they even said anything, they just walked up to you, like, hey, do you want to go out sometime? With just one of them? She's like, well, I got a boyfriend. Well, what about you? <laughs> <To her friend. laughs> like, it only takes an asshole to fucking do shit like because that. Because in life, like, A lot of times
1: I really get um, bored, you know? I know what you mean. There's ritualistic communication that I study, and I see it coming. Yeah. I study it. I know it. It's kind of like, you know, how you're, you're around someone who, like, does this certain profession all the time, and they can never not talk about their profession? Yeah. Nurses they're the worst right you know (laughs) they're always like oh god you know the hospital the other day i i haven't slept in 18 hours you know you got to be careful you got to put you know cotton in your ears because cockroaches are like they're always talking about their job like oh you haven't even seen a broken bone i'm like i don't want to see one you know same thing with like communication, like always reading yeah. about it and talking about it. Yeah. So sometimes I just, sh- I try to break the mold. The reason why I said, like, hey, would you like to go on a date? Because I shot for the prettier girl, didn't get it. Right. I didn't want the ugly one to feel bad. Right. So I was like, I'll take you out. And it's
0: a win win. It's like yeah. you tell the one that said no, like, all right, well, I'm, you're not that important. Let me go for your friend.
1: But the thing is that I'm never going to go out with them anyways.
0: Yeah, I know. You didn't? Never.
1: The point is because it makes them remember me.
0: And the goal is to have
1: them come back and to the comedy. And they show. came back. Yeah, they came back. Often.
0: Yeah. They came out often. So, yeah. Let's get their attention. Exactly. Speaking of communication, let's get into the main topic and go even deeper. How does communication make someone professional? (laughs) Go as deep as you want. Let's let's try to define 90% of
1: professionalism is appearance. Okay? Um, From a communication scholarly standpoint, you have about 93% of your communication is nonverbal. 7% is the actual words or content you say. Don't get it twisted. 93% is not your body. Your body is like 87. And then it's like 13 to 15 is your tonality. Okay, so
0: appearance. Let's start with appearance. Appearance, right? How you dress.
1: How you dress. Um, It doesn't just have to be how you dress. It could also, appearance could be, you know, the shape of your body, the color of your skin, your hair, your eyes, your teeth, your facial hair, uh, anything on your body that would be considered visual, right? We are mainly a visual being. So visual rhetoric or like visual uh communication is going to be your most important part of professionalism
0: right the part your right.
1: doctor comes in and like swim trunks and tank top and flip-flops yeah and your gynecologist is like spread yeah. your legs i'm gonna go diving i oh, well oh, you
0: pay for your videographer to walk in and he charges you a good 800 dollars an hour and he walks in with shorts and a batman hat on <laughs> <with flip-flops. laughs> so but some professions do get away with well, this, is actually a good point, and we'll we'll stick to the appearance aspect of it. But you wouldn't want them to show up in a suit, it'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm getting at. So, there's some professions that so th- this varies, yeah, from different professions. Well, the costumes The costumes vary. A second. I'm getting an amiibo thing, it says, like in, I don't know if the battery's dead. I think the battery, might be dead. The battery no, might it still be dead. has 100 on, on, the, on the small, yeah, it's still good to go. Yeah, the, the big the big battery's dying, but the larger one, I mean, the smaller one is still there. Technology. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Prompting you for no reason. <laughs> Quiet. We're busy. Um, I always
1: lie to my phone. It's like, are you driving? I'm like, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so I think uh, different professions have different ways of yeah. expressing. Well, you remember, it's a professionalism so for example like i look at his work okay and this guy can show up in lingerie and i'd be like yo i know your work is amazing right on the other hand if someone were to be like let's look at bankers i used to work in banking for years if somebody were to be like i want to have whatever you have in the bank whether it be a hundred thousand a million dollars and i want to start investing it in you know hedge funds or whatever okay in order for me to get your trust i have to present myself like this negotiation that we're about to do is imperative for me Okay. And I'm, I'm going out of my way wearing my cufflinks, putting on my cologne, fixing my hair just right. That's one way. Right. There's many ways. Of course. I'm just right? breaking it down in terms of professionalism with different professions. Yeah. Like some people can communicate it differently is my point, right?
1: So, yeah. I guess the point would be you're on the right track that you're saying that you would have to wear the cufflinks and all that stuff. But you shouldn't look so much of it as, you know, you're fitting the part that would be cast type for a movie of what, you know, the rich banker would look like. But more of... Constructing an identity that you feel most comfortable with, um, that also fits within a category, right? So and that's where the movie role not comes just, in, right? There's not just like the rich banker with the cufflinks. There's also the banker who like brings his lunch to work and is like really fiscally responsible, and you trust that guy with your investments. You're like, got I really trust Steve. He always brings. But when an apple that trust
0: come in from like maybe an acquaintance or somebody you known for a while, because when you say. It's got to fit into a certain category. I'm pretty sure that's just a preconception or a prejudgment of somebody. It was like, this looks like the kind of person anybody would give a million dollars to to put in a hedge fund. This is the perfect representation of that. To that person. To that person. Right. But you try to, in order to be a good salesman, you try to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. So you sometimes have to fit that mold.
1: Right. So you look at your client's name, right? You see last name, you know, it's Schmidt. Okay. Maybe I know what kind of culture that is. Okay. Yeah. uh, Or, you know, they see that it's, uh, you know, Goldberg, you know. You come in, you're, you know, you're a little more, you know, <laughs> it's a muzzle, you know, yeah. muzzle tub, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're playing like, like crowd work, you're playing to your audience, you know, uh, communication is, is a lot of it is giving people what they expect while at the same time, comedy is about taking away that expectation. Right. So in, in real life to be professional or have professionalism, give them what they expect. Right. So with the meeting, let's say, can we talk about the meeting with your no. friend thing?
0: But we can use it as a metaphor in terms Uh, (laughs) of
1: very, very loosely. Okay, so not only that, I was late to here, right? right? And I thought that I was supposed to be here at 2 o'clock, right? right? She was in the car, a friend of mine who was with me, and I had to go pick her up from South Beach. And as I picked her up, I realized that I was running late. And I have an imperative to um, to show you a level of professionalism because you are a producer who puts on shows in Miami, and I, you don't know me that well, have only certain fragments of interaction with you in which you are going to expect this professionalism. So by showing up late, right, I was in the car very upset because I was saying to her, I was like, I'm, by being late, I'm communicating that I don't care
0: about his time. Was he really going that in-depth in the, in the conversation? By being late and, and putting his fingers out like that? Oh, man
1: that I'm disrespecting his this time. This guy's kind
0: of like a sociopath a little bit, no?
1: <laughs> a little bit, right? But those are the things I'm disrespecting his time like, you know, um I want to communicate that your time is valuable to me because your time is valuable to you. That's a very big part of professionalism. It's thinking, you know, not so solicit, like so, solipsism? Solipsism? I wouldn't know what the word for solipsism is. The universe revolves around you. Pretty okay. girls have solipsism. Oh yeah. Right? Cause they always get handed things. They never know what it's like to be another someone else's shoes because they only think about their own shoes. Right. So a big part of professionalism is realizing that there's other people's shoes in the game. Right. And always like being prepared to, uh, help the other person's shoes. For example, I was at Red Bar one night and you never even saw this. You never saw this. Um, you were working the show and I came up to you and I said, Hey man, there's a lot of people standing. Do you want me to grab some chairs from outside? Do you think the owners would be okay with that? You remember that? I think so, yeah. You were busy. You were in the show. I said, he's busy. He's not in it. I know what they need. These people standing need to sit down. Sitting them down is going to make them stay longer and make them drink more. Mm-hmm. I went to the head bartender, the guy with the baseball hat. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, do you mind if I go outside, grab some chairs and bring them in? He said, I fucking love it, man. Go do that. Appreciate it. I said, they stay longer, they drink longer. I'm showing him that I'm thinking about his business. So I think a lot of professionalism is like putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to do the most you can to help them and show them that you care about their time, their energy, their effort, because you value your own. And so professionalism, a lot of it comes from that, I think, as well as... Solidarity.
0: Solidarity. A lot of solidarity. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. And in return, that professionalism and solidarity will allow uh, negotiations to be made, transactions to be made, trust to be built. Very important. Okay, so um, presence, uh, the first one, appearance, is... I'd say it's very—it's um, a variable, but the main—the main objective of that variable is to display that you understand and you're caring. And
1: you should be aware of what your costume talks about. Right. That professionals—you want to show up in a baseball hat, the guy off camera can't see, and like you know, khaki shorts, cargo shorts, you know, yeah. and a t-shirt. Under—you better have
0: videos online showing that that's the shit that you're gonna pay for that, or not and that's why that. I did it.
1: When you show up, hey, you know. I'm here to work, I've already did this, I've already did this, I already took this out of the equation, you don't have to worry about this. The camera's set up, the sound's set up, the video's set up, don't worry about it. everything's good to go. Just letting you know. Okay, that was very professional. I appreciate that. You took things off my mind. I'm giving you fucking money. You better make my life easier. And so professionalism, yeah, you gotta understand like this person's gonna look at me like I'm not professional. So I need to either be more professional with my words or my actions. So being aware, like, listen, I teach like this. Like, like I show up to class, like, these shoes tomorrow on the first day. I'll wear this t-shirt and jeans. And, like, the students think, but I over-communicate my professionalism with my words and my actions.
0: And what would your words say? They don't pay you enough to dress nice. (laughs) (laughs) It it is hard being (laughs) tall and dressing nice. It is being
1: hard to be tall and dressed nice. You can have an
0: entire store for you guys, big and tall. Yeah, it's big and tall. I'm slim
1: and tall. You know, <laughs> they don't make that one. I'm like the cockroaches from you know Men in Black, the ones who are always drinking coffee. I'm like really slim and you know, uh, but yeah. So professionalism is understanding how people are and could be interpreting you, and countering that with the way you want them to interpret you.
0: Got it. Yeah. Next, So with your, your phone call, for example? Metaphor. Right? The metaphor. Not real. This Not, didn't, didn't happen.
1: You had an excitement in your voice, right? Your tonality. You could have sounded like this. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Um, it's, it, you know, it, next time I, I prompt. You could have sounded sad. Or uninterested. Instead, you, were, you, you know what? Like, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, a group of people, you know. Your tonality was showing excitement. So they had to respond back strategically with excitement too. So oh, don't worry, Manny, right? Their voices went high too. Yeah. Because there's a natural thing that humans do called mimesis in which we mimic each other, right? That's how you know someone likes you. Like if you're talking to a girl and you so like- So you think I got
0: away with it? Like metaphorically speaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically hypothetically, speaking, yes. Hypothetically, I got away with it. Yes, but but knowing this, right? Showing up next time, maybe being overly prepared, right? Showing up with a binder With some pictures With some, you know, graphs Even though they mean nothing They're not gonna look at them But the fact that you had a binder Yeah,
0: yeah know? Whoa He cared He cared Yeah Right, yeah, yeah, yeah Professionalism Yeah, definitely going in a suit Anticipating Going in a suit Fuck that
1: <laughs> How about those suit shorts? You know the I'll one with the show, shorts? Yeah. Like they're
0: suits but they're shorts I'll show yeah, with the socks Yeah That says, fuck, this, this meeting is bullshit
1: <laughs> <laughs> But like the girdle Like what's the thing that yeah, the, men, the...
0: the On the calf Yeah Yeah <laughs> Just I, go like,
1: all out I can never find those in my size.
0: The next aspect of uh, communication, you said it was mostly appearance, the next one was?
1: Tonality and uh, but it could also be space and distance, smell. So you have eight nonverbal channels, right? Oculus, eye contact. You have to have
0: eye contact before you talk to someone, right? Okay. So
1: we're walking on the street and I'm like, Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, have you ever had eye contact I'm with someone to you. And, and you got yeah. no
0: choice but to like say hi to them because yeah. it's like you, you got that? It's like Eye
1: contact comes first It has to Yeah Right So eyes And then you have vocalics Voice tonality Repetition Rate of speech You know Someone's excited When they're like Oh my god You're like speaking really fast Slow down You're really excited I can't believe That we won The world championship You know Sound thrilled (laughs) You know (laughs) The tonality Then you have uh, Olfactics Smell right so the way you smell so cologne and perfume is a big factor you say in Hispanic culture yes because you guys are the next one proxemics which is space and distance Hispanics are very close to each other right when I first started dating Spanish girls it was a rough lesson hey Miss Gonzalez I'd like wave and like walk to the kitchen and then like she'd come up to me be like you're being rude to my mother (laughs) Miss Gonzalez she didn't hear hear me she didn't hear what I said hi Miss Gonzalez you gotta go over there and kiss my mom I'm not gonna kiss your mom kiss my mom where (laughs) (laughs) it was a rough lesson you know i had to, i had to learn that hispanics you know it, it, when you leave a party you got to pre plan 20 minutes ahead because you got to kiss the whole the whole lineage right you got to kiss everyone and say goodbye to everyone so hispanics are very close to each other so smell's important right but if you're a farmer from wisconsin and you live on land and there's like a mile and a half apart from all your neighbors you don't give a shit how you smell because when you see your neighbors from a mile away what up chuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah You don't see each other that close So smell's not that big of a deal To a farmer Compared to like A city person So smell It's important Proxemics Um, Kinesics Body movement You know Especially for comics Mauricio Right He does like uh, uh, Marcelo Marcelo
0: Yeah 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 He
1: has like a Kramer thing You know
0: Yeah Cats
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know I went to go see Hassan Minaj you know he did a lot of like he holds the mic and he keeps his he does a lot of this
0: oh yeah i missed that man how was it amazing you know i, I watched it's one it. of my favorite comics i try to get the tickets last minute it's fucking sold out yeah so it was good it was i good. saw homecoming king live when it was up in the broward center it was amazing but it, watching it made me realize you know there's a lot of um
1: technique that i have to work on as a comic you know knowing so how what, to what'd like, you pick up on it you know when you're trying to make a character be far away right what up chuck like, knowing to take the mic away or, like, you know, come to the basement. Like, knowing to put the mic close, like, and and knowing when to slap the mic on your knee. Just a lot of, like, knowing the mic work, you know. Uh, I, I saw from him and the way he worked the stage, you know. And a lot of jokes were based towards his Muslim Indian audience. Yeah. You know what it's like to be Muslim, right? It ah! wouldn't work, you know.
0: <laughs> that wouldn't work in Missouri, right? Well, I mean, he did the, um, the uh, presidential... Um... What is a luncheon or a dinner or yeah something? the correspondence center the correspondence center was great yeah and he didn't do it well did he do no not really not much he actually I think he did a great job better than Michelle wolf in my opinion because he was more tactful and it was everything landed
1: everything landed but yeah. Michelle Wolf remember you as a female comic you're not going to relate to her as much you know because she's going to talk about things from a female perspective where we, we would kind of understand male comedy more Michelle wolf I, she's great too I thought her special was good too. But yeah, her correspondence. Oh, no, I center. love her work. I'm saying the way. I love
0: her work. I'm saying the way it was picked up in comparison to previous. Yeah. Well, Hassan, she really Hassan was really intelligent. Like he really talked about
1: politics, right, and like journalism and democracy. Where Michelle was kind of like, you know, bashing the Me Too movement. Yeah, really,
0: Trump, really right? touching the the nerve points, like going in hard, right? She got
1: Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She was just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah was just sitting there. Thank God <laughs> they had chicken parm tonight, <laughs>
0: otherwise I wouldn't have came. <laughs> All right, uh, proximity, what else is uh an aspect of Kinesics, it? Kinesics, body movement. Um
1: and yeah, what did I have? Oculesics, olfactics. Oculesics, olfactics, proxemics, vocalics, um chronemics, time. That's a big one. Oof, time is a big one. You know, um the way we communicate our time. When you really like someone, you want to be around them all the time, you know. You know your relationship's going to shit, you know i feel like something's wrong yeah because she's always busy you know that tells you something she's communicating with her time that it's not that important to her um rudy hanging around um even after he's gone to watch the other comics even though i don't think he pays attention sometimes you know uh shows with his time that he wants to be there time chronemics really important so
0: your 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 investment in time for other people's time is what chronemics is yeah like I'm putting my time within your time. Correct. There's so also that we share the time.
1: Monochronic time, polychronic time. Monochronic is an American time base, right? We function like nine to five. We work nine to five. It's very rich. The weekends are for partying. Monday through Friday we work. When you go to like Latin American countries, or you go to you know uh, different countries in Spain or Europe, they run on a polychronic time, which is like multiple times. So like halfway through the day, people in Spain are like, "Fuck it, I'm going home and take a nap." You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard about that. Yeah, like, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. From 2 to 5, don't people like just disappear? Yep. There's nothing going on? Nothing. And then they go back to
1: work, right? And then they have really late dinners, 11 o'clock, right? And it it's more about like family time over there and spending time with your friends and family and not so much worried about like the rigorous schedule of like, you know, I got to go to sleep at 8 so I can wake up at 4. America, you know? Like yeah. Crack a... You ain't hustling if you ain't up before. <laughs> I hate that stupid shit. I hate this stupid rhetoric about entrepreneurship and like convincing everyone that they need to work harder while they lower our wages. That's another topic for another day. Chronemics, time, how do we communicate? As a
0: teacher, I'm pretty sure that's a very uh, important thing for you. Huh?
1: Oh my God. All these kids are like, I want to be an entrepreneur.
0: Okay. what? Well,
1: why? I, mean, I want to hustle every day. I want to wake up and hustle. I was
0: hearing this Gary Vaynerchuk podcast.
1: Gary, <laughs> Gary's right, but like, He's telling you to go on social media because he has a stake in social media. Like, look at, you know, put two and two together. He's a part owner in Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Like, He owns stock in them. Of course, he wants you to, you know, promote your individuality and entrepreneurship on social media because it makes you, one, validate yourself. Two, it makes you realize that, you know, I'm somebody because I can make people think I'm somebody. Three, there's a really low bar for entry, right? Before to be on TV, you had to go through casting directors and talent agencies. Now, just take out your phone. Mevo. <clears throat> Mevo. All right, speaking of this,
0: uh, speaking of... of just to, 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 to digress just a bit, on the internet, social media, what's a good... What's Real quickly, what's a good way to display professionalism online? For one um not talking shit i think is one no
1: talk shit it, it, and that's that's what, that's what gary vanachek yeah that's what gary Vaynerchuk talks about right because like we're in the wild wild west of you know like where our culture is going so many things are in flux because there's so many micro communities before there was just one community white hegemonic culture right and there was like black culture and that was it you had some spanish culture but mainly your newspapers your media outlets were all really controlled by white you know wealthy businessmen promoting white healthy ideals christian family value shows you know and now with the internet there's so many microcosms of small communities that everyone's like why am i going to subscribe to your culture i got my own i go on reddit i go (laughs) on my forum and i talk to my boys all over the world and we talk about you know i don't know bitches and bottles and you know having fun (laughs) and all this stuff like so like professionalism's in the dust now how do you promote professionalism on social media uh realizing that social media is not your personal expression of yourself, but realizing that it's just a, it's just a TV channel. Like social media is your HGTV. What do you want to be? What do you want, you know, Miami comedy's TV channel to be? You know, it's a lot of memes right now and it's a lot of, you know, posting about shows, but Aaron, the speaker, um, or this person who's off camera right now, she has a TV channel, right? So she's constantly trying to arrange photo shoots for herself and she posts photos of herself, but She also wants to do on-air work, so she has to start posting more of that, but realizing that it's an infinity channel. Tune in every Sunday for Game of Thrones. That's TV. That's the old model. The new model is tune in 365 for the life of Aaron. Waking up with my morning chai tea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank God for this shirt from Black Label. You're, you're, Everything's a walk-in advertisement. I get it.
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> There's some aspects that irk you on social media, but well, what I'm saying is some people display professionalism a lot more than others. What can it be? Is it a quality, good headshot, quali- quality, quality yep. photography, yep. quality copy? Yeah, um, quality. Quality. Qua- high-quality video, high-quality photos. I think it's value, uh, giving value to people. That's like, bullshit. That's Gary Vaynerchuk. Reddering. No, that's bullshit. No, <laughs> that's bull. your bullshit is no, bullshit. Not uh, it's not just rhetoric. It's true. The more you kind of like aim for the people to be satisfied from what they're watching rather than being just about you. You even but said people this. people are
1: satisfied with Snooki.
0: You yeah, know, I Jersey guess. Shore. But I mean, like, I'm not I'm not part of that. I don't know what that is. I'm saying in terms of people like f- you say, when Miami Comedy Channel, the Instagram is mostly memes It's because every everybody's on their phone. Yeah. They were yeah, they're killing time. Lunch break. Yeah. They're talking to their friends. or some of them, awkward moment. They look in their phone or whatever. Yeah. You get a little quick hit of a joke with a funny image, like move on. You yeah. then establish a relationship with them, and then when you're like, hey, here's a flyer. By the way, if you're available this weekend, and then they go, yeah, that's that's what the channel is because right, your channel. So I that, give them valley, 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 and it's like, by the way, if you want to hang out. So professionalism is, I think,
1: on social media is knowing what to expect. When I go to Miami comedy, I know what to expect. Memes and comedy shows, you know? If you want to look professional on your social media, give them what they expect. Like I'm not gonna see something on her social media that's about like, you know, I don't know, riding a bull. Right. Like, you know, it's not what I expect. I expect fashion. Have I you ever expect seen, modeling. Have you I ever expect... seen like
0: um an Insta models uh page and it's like just full of thirst traps and then out of nowhere is like flat tummy tea promo? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that and you the love <laughs>
1: It, it, can we just call it what it is instagram <laughs> is the soft core porn of our generation you know like the bar to entry to do soft core porn is really low right now before like people used to do playboy and playgirl or whatever playboy and all that stuff and hustler back then like that's and there would be ads within the mags that's now. what it's instagram like, looks like yeah, yeah all these girls that are posting on instagram like you know saying they're like swimsuit models they're soft core porn girls what like, are they communicating they're, they're smart. They're using their they agency. Smart, they're using yeah. their assets, ass sets, to get people to, like, follow And us horny fucking guys. You know, we're sitting there, like, zooming in. Thank God we have the zoom in feature, right? On
0: Instagram. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Before,
1: before, before, we used to have to screenshot it. And when I zoomed in, it looked like blurry Japanese right. porn.
0: Now it's HD 4K. A, wow. And, of course, the caption is never <laughs> sexualized, right? No. It can't be because Sometimes then you kill it. In a very vague Sometimes way. Sometimes like, it's like, oh, I hope my get- peach. Yeah. And I always put the peach be, app. Yeah, a photo of her, but it's like, I hope you get what you always wanted. It's like, wow, that's so motivational and sexual at the same time. The I love this. <laughs> it makes me feel terrible. It makes me feel really depressed.
1: No, I like it. No, it makes I me feel it. depressed. It makes me go, I- I'm just looking at what I can't have.
0: What I do is I put myself in their shoes. And it's like, if I was a pretty girl with an amazing body, I would do the exact same thing. Okay, I'd go hard. I'm beautiful. I said the same wanted. thing. I'd go it. in. I say the same thing. Check and, it out, old oh, boys. And you know what the problem is, man? PayPal me. T- hit my <laughs> link. Send me $5, and I'll send you a surprise. They do that. <laughs> Thumbs up. They'll, they'll like your photo as a surprise. That's true. It's tr- and you know what? They, they make a lot of money off that. And yeah, of
1: course. It, but, but they're not to blame. Let's, let's call it what it is. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, girls are losing their values, and girls are losing their thing they're not
0: no i don't think so they're business women yeah
1: right so with feminism you had to grow and arise and you know independence and so women were allowed to explore for the first time ever in american history you know financial independence and so we're stuck in this game where like old chivalry is still around with like the guy should pay but you make more than me that doesn't make any sense you know (laughs) like (laughs) so why am i gonna pay for you when you're working just as hard as i am and so they get into this era or this this period in time where they're trying to negotiate and figure out what it is. And so we're the suckers because women will date guys who are not as good-looking as them for their personality, right? He's nice to me. He treats me well, a.k.a. he takes me to dinner and he you know, drives me around. He'll pick me up from my house. Um, he's caring and nurturing, meaning he always validates my opinion and my ideas and he makes me feel like I'm the most important person in the universe and personality, right? And they'll sacrifice looks for that. We won't. Hell no. We won't. What? We don't care about personality yeah. at all. Yeah. We will actually come out of pocket to make sure you don't have a personality, you know? <laughs> and so it's not the girl's fault. You know? Hey, They're offering the price and we're paying way too much. I take it all back. High.
0: No, I, I care a little bit about personality. Course, come on, man. You ever been in a conversation of course, with a very pretty of course, girl? Of and course. you're just like uh, But, but the, the joke is that you this know This is awful. <laughs> <The joke laughs> is... I'm dying inside hanging out with you. I <laughs> want to see you naked. But what you have in your mind is awful. do you see, we're willing to, you know, go through that fire just
1: it, for the looks. Exactly. There are so That's many. What I there, yeah. If you're a guy out there and you're listening to this and you haven't gotten any action in a while, you know, maybe it's because just you're... Just pony
0: up some bucks, bro.
1: No, may, no. Just, no. <laughs> find, find a woman that maybe, you know, isn't what you would picture as a Zoe Zeldala or whatever, you know, a, a Kim Kardashian, a girl with
0: voluptuous curves that the magazine Yeah, the, go magazine for the girl sell. next door.
1: Yeah, go for the girl next door. Yeah. Right. There's tons of girls next I door. I love girls next doors. There's tons of girls next door. It's like that are... They're like
0: secrets in society. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you're like a little gem that no one knows about yet. It's it's our fault, right? We're we're paying too high of a price. Yeah.
1: And so we're we're rewarding their bad behavior.
0: Yeah. In a sense. And, yeah. In a way. Right. But it, it's un, we're, we're it's doing... understandable. It's yeah. understandable because it's a quick way and it, and it works. And it works. Do you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean. All right. Um. How much? How are we on time? We good? 50? All right. So um, let's finish up the uh, professional communication. So oh. it's uh, appearance, uh, kinesthetics, kinesics, kinesics, and
1: uh-huh. appearance. So you have uh, appearance, physical appearance, kinesics, body movement, chronemics, time, oculesics, eye contact, olfactics, smell, proxemic space and distance, um, haptics, touch, another big one. And what was the last one we covered? We already covered it, I think. Uh, vocalics voice so the last one we haven't covered is haptics touch haptics okay. okay we meet in a business meeting first thing we do is this in american culture right if we were japanese we would bow if we were in hispanic culture we would kiss on the cheek right um but touch is very important the more you could touch someone the more of a relationship you build you know when a girl likes you because she touches you a or, lot or she lets you touch her. or she lets you touch her right in specific areas so of course you have your your threatening areas which is like your lower back your breasts your genitals your ass those are areas that are like sensitive to touch. Don't usually touch those right away. Otherwise, you want to get slapped. Like you walk into a girl in the club, like you want to dance, baby. You grab her hips and like you know thrust on her butt. Of course, she's going to turn around, slap you in the face, and spill a drink on your mouth. Yeah, Shh. don't touch me there. But um, if you were thinking about communication in terms of professionalism, you would approach her from the side because. Face-to-face would be very aggressive. Like, right, less threatening. Less threatening. And you would reach out for a handshake, right? You shake her hand. And the next place you'd want to touch is her elbow, right? A very non-threatening. Uh, your elbow's always touching things. It doesn't have a lot of sensory stuff. The weenus, you could, like, squeeze it. Touching an elbow, and then maybe touching a side shoulder, maybe going for an upper back. There's different areas you can move and roam across to know someone's level of interest in you in a romantic sense, but in a professional sense, right? Um you know people love to work with people who are always excited to see them right so when you see these people oh my god you know so sorry guys bring it in for a hug right depending I'm on, their, do on tuesday depending on their culture yeah. but you'd have to read it but the Straight first thing up. you do is go for a handshake right and we well, lots should, of cologne the hug happens. should come at the end you built a rapport you built a rapport you built a rapport i'm sorry i'm a hugger i'm so excited about this are you guys excited about this i'm excited oh that's awesome come here yes we're gonna have an awesome thing at the library we're gonna change so many lives Right. You're communicating professionally with touch in an appropriate way, hugging. Right. And then of course you can go too far, right. A hug can last too long. Um, breathe in our ear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel very professional, <laughs> but I liked it. Um, but yeah, that's so it's haptics touch, um, where you touch and how you touch.
0: So, okay. Um, one of the most important things in professionalism in terms of haptics is a handshake. Yep. How good you do it. Yep. So a good handshake is what? Thumb to thumb?
1: I like to go web to web. Yep. Web to web. Right? Boom. Yep. And then you want to match someone's grip. Like you don't want to squeeze too hard and you don't want to squeeze too soft. That's the classic like dead the, fish.
0: Have you ever. Yeah. Don't you ever hate when you try to shake a hand and it's like it meets halfway and yeah, yeah, I, it does the, that. Yeah, and yeah. I, What I do is I pause. Like I pause and I like, literally hold them and push it in and kind of like. Yeah. That's a good establish thing. Establish it.
1: But make sure you do that with a smile. Otherwise it may come across. Oh, yeah. As of a, course. I'm just going be like. <laughs> what the fuck are you
0: doing? I'm but it happens more often with women. Oh, I don't know. does it happen to you with women? Like, you try to shake their hand. Well,
1: women can't... aren't really taught. Like, their fathers don't teach them how to shake a hand.
0: Well, when a woman shakes your hand, like, when she does like this, yeah. like, that's okay, right?
1: Yeah. What they're showing is submissiveness, right? So, whoever's palm is up is typically going to be the more submissive one. So, when you meet someone who's trying to dominate you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going I've on? I've seen bro, that, yeah. Right? And they'll, they'll it's jerk always a do it, with they'll an Ed Hardy jerk, shirt, jerk an it. affliction <laughs> shirt that does that shit. <laughs> Who goes to 24 hour fitness for yeah. sure. And also legacy fit on the weekends yeah. and spends too much money on the gym.
0: Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of UFC bro yeah a lot
1: (laughs) I'm like Anderson Silva's protege (laughs) no you're not you live in Orlando (laughs) travel for work (laughs) there's a good gym there (laughs) he comes by guest spots (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the handshake man uh, uh, sometimes it's too wet it's always
0: good you know maybe dry your hand but someone always wants to shake your hand as soon as you walk out of the bathroom (laughs) <laughs> like immediately like you walk out and someone's just there like hey how's it going like, do you not see me just walking out of here I never wash my hands when I leave the bathroom the only Jeez. time I wash like, my hands I, I gotta I... be professional
1: <laughs> the only time I wash my hands if it's someone else washes their hands first then I feel like this like pressure to be like alright you did it so yeah, I'll just like sprinkle some water on my hand Yeah, quickly <laughs> and then there's always the bathroom attendant who's encouraging you but then it makes you feel guilty if you don't leave a dollar yeah that's the worst he's always like you want a towel I'm like I can't afford it
0: yeah man like this is too much like I don't carry change on me I don't carry change <laughs> they should have like a cash app or Venmo there. a cash app that'd oh be... that'd be worse why you're taking a shit it's like a cash app thing in the inside of the <laughs>
1: stall it says if you want paper send a dollar there's no toilet paper in the bathroom it's a you hustle you gotta reach for
0: your phone after washing your hands all wet yeah, oh our phones are
1: dirty but handshakes yeah handshake uh, if it's sweaty but yeah you want to make sure you match someone's grip you don't want to shake too hard you don't want to turn the palm over one way or the other Uh, if someone's trying to dominate you in a situation which happens a lot in negotiations like what we do, people aren't always friendly, you know. I think a lot of professionalism is realizing that people want to fuck you over, you know. They don't have your best interests at hand. They have theirs. And so it's hard to be professional when you know someone's trying to fuck you, right. Um, Let's say you go to a bar. You want a budget. You know they can afford it, but they don't want to give it to you. And you're like, listen, I could put on a really good show. And they're like, yeah, you know, the nickel and diamond you for some stuff. Um, You're like, God, this sucks, like. Or me as an artist being booked for gigs, they call me like, how much, what's your rate? I tell them, my rate, oh, we can't afford that. Well then, you know, you have to find somebody else. Like being able to tell somebody, no, I'm worth this and being okay with, you know, possibly losing a job. Like the negotiation part of professionalism is difficult, especially for us being the artist and the negotiator, you know, because as the artist and as the person who's putting on the show, you want to be friends with the owner. We're cool, right? We're pals. You're going to hook me up on a deal? You know, i take care of you, take care of me. And then at the same time, you got to go in and say, like, Hey, listen, you got to give me my money. This is the money that I need. It's like two different dichotomies. Like you're stuck between two worlds. And so, as an artist, not having like a manager, and also for other artists, like dancers and singers, like when you don't have representation, you have to be professional in the sense of you got to be okay with, you know, being a, an asshole sometimes. And realizing that that's establishing pre- boundaries. Establish. That's a good one. Establishing yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the biggest takeaway from this uh, interview, I'd say is uh, professionalism sets the stage for negotiations
1: and negotiations. And this is a joke that I want to somehow work out on our shows. Negotiation is the step towards enlightenment. Once you realize things are negotiable, the world opens up for you. Yeah, That's true. People I, hate I like lawyers, that. right? Cause lawyers are always like, everything's negotiable. And you're like, Oh fuck is annoying. <laughs> The burger's $15, but I want it for 12 You know, you can, everything's negotiable from, uh, you know, your salary at your job is negotiable, uh, the time you spend with a loved one is negotiable, and, you know, pussy's negotiable, right? Well, uh, is it? Yeah. You meet someone, hey, how's it going? You know, I,
0: you're, I think you're really pretty. I'd love to take you to dinner.
1: You're negotiating you know, a dinner right. for the possible chance of courtship.
0: Right. And then it's like, well, how, what do you think of IHOP? Did you hear that it's now called IHOP? And then the girl now has to renegotiate. Renegotiate. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if IHOP is going to be the best place to right. get my <laughs> Miami Spice is on. Yeah. Miami Spice. I don't spend any money on a girl, by the way, in the very beginning. What do you do? Real ta- quick. Ta- dating ta- tips from from Aaron, the speaker.
1: Okay. This whole episode should be about awareness, right? Being aware of what you're communicating. One. Okay, being aware of what you give off is the number one step. Number two is everything's negotiable, right? Realizing that everything's negotiable from your time to your energy, to your happiness, to your sadness, to your depression. Like it's all a choice that you can negotiate with on a constant basis on how you want to be or feel. And then I think the last part um, would be realizing that your time is valuable and that if people don't, your, your chronemics is one of the most important things like time is you can't get back, you know? Um, so whether it's like courting someone and they want you to buy them an expensive dinner, well, guess what? Like they may not be thinking that Manny had to host four or five comedy shows, which took him 60 hours of like labor and work to buy you a dinner. And you know, you're only using it as your Tuesday night round. So you don't have to buy yourself dinner. There's a lot of, you know, savages out there. And so as a guy, you got to be careful to new era. Don't spend that money. See if they'll invest their time. If they're willing to spend time with you over money, that's way more important. Be aware of everything you do, like be aware of what you give off. Everything's negotiable and value your time and see who values your time and stay around those people.
0: Damn, strong
1: stuff. All right. In
0: closing guys, uh, plug in your stuff and what can uh, they find Aaron, the speaker
1: uh on instagram that's basically all i really have right now uh but make sure you follow miamicomedy.com make sure you come out to red bar sweet caroline's craftsman on saturdays we really don't have a thursday one i know we had talked about it before
0: i'll find you one a thursday yeah one. you'll host it and then uh saturday at the craftsman as well saturday brand new at the craftsman
1: and support miamicomedy.com
0: and the comedy scene like. wow you're plugging in me thank you aaron well that's what it is right i need your shows to get up thanks professionalism right here ladies and gentlemen Uh, September 19th, we have Jim Florentine coming to the uh, Craftsman for Brickle Comedy Night. So that's going to be on a Wednesday. Tickets are now on sale. We also have Labor Day comedy show. Two shows with Miami Ultimate Comedian winner, Nary Sands. He's going to be in town. So make sure you go to MiamiComedy.com. Check out all these upcoming shows because they're going to be amazing. And they
1: get two-for-one drinks, right? Uh, For
0: the— Which one? No, neither actually. Neither. They're both professional shows. Ooh, well, so, that's awesome! You're yeah, bringing them down. We're just gonna go hard because usually the Wednesday shows we do the two for ones because we want people to hang out. Yeah. But the ones that are like heavily ticketed, like the Labor Day one or the Jim Florentine one, it's because we're we're trying to make it a presentation of someone that's really big yeah, and make it a big event. Lucky enough to be able to see a big comedian. In lucky Miami. enough, that's it. Perfect. Damn, your choice of words are great. No wonder Thanks. you're a communicator. Thank you guys very much for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
1: All right. Good, dude, that was awesome.